welcome to the podcast that you never asked for. I'm so very excited that you've tuned in today. Today we are talking about a topic that a lot of us can probably relate to. I think especially in the way that this is about to be broken down, everyone can relate to it, especially as a Christian and just a person that seeked God at least once in their life. And so if you're thinking right now, like you clicked on this podcast and you're like, "Mm, I don't really know if there's anything I can particularly point out that I'm like waiting on or waiting for an answer for or anything like that, but you just wanted to listen, this will most likely still relate to you. Hopefully you enjoy it. So today we're talking about when God has you waiting. Has you waiting for something someone or just like in general, because oftentimes God will like either declare something about you or he'll tell you something depending on how close your relationship is with him. And I'd highly encourage you to strive for a closer relationship with him. How so? How? I encourage you to fast. It seems like such a big thing. There's multiple videos on my channel about it, but a lot of people often want to hear his voice and that really if I could break it down into a simple way to like, this will definitely help you be able to hear his voice more. I would recommend reading the Bible more and fasting because cutting out the distractions and learning what his voice sounds like helps a lot. But anyways, continuing with the topic of this episode and the ideal behind this episode, a lot of us have experienced a time when God has spoken to us and it applies directly to our situation, but you can't see how it's going to happen now. You, it doesn't make sense to you, but you know that it wasn't a thought that came from you because you and your own self don't understand how that would work out and how you could see that. But at the same time, on top of that as well, also, you're like, how is that going to happen? But God said it, so it must. But then as time goes on, you start being like, oh, I don't know, worry, all that stuff. I want to talk about it all because... I think there's so much growth and importance in why God makes us wait. And it's not just to be like, haha, not none of boo boo, like, oh, now you gotta wait till this comes to pass. I just wanna see if you're gonna hold out. No, it's not like that. And now, as I'm speaking, God's reminding me, the Holy Spirit's reminding me of examples throughout the Bible. He's reminding me of one of the biggest examples of God telling his people something. And then being like, ah, but you got to wait though. Like, and it sometimes it's not even him saying, but you got to wait though. It's more of him telling you something and you just not knowing when it's going to happen. And before I even get into the notes that I had for this, I just got to speak about this one because it's the Holy Spirit's precedent on me. And it's the example in the Bible where I don't know if you knew this, but between the Old and New Testament in the Bible, there is about 400 years of space. And within that 400 years of space, there wasn't a prophet that spoke about anything. The people of Israel, God's people were just chilling. They just didn't really know what to say or do because God hadn't really spoken to them in a while. And prior to that 400 year period of what seemed like silence to them, what seemed like God had abandoned them probably to at least a few of them, God had previously promised them back when he was talking to them through prophets and things like that, that there would be a Messiah that would save his people. So he had given them that promise. He spoke directly to them multiple times through different sources, prophets, and said, there will be a person that will come that will save our people, that will bring salvation, that will be able to connect us again, like things like that. When I think about waiting in the Bible, and especially this op- this episode of like when God makes you wait, that really sticks out to me because it's like those 400 years between the Old Testament and New Testament. And the people, for one, this is a point in itself, they didn't even know when the promise was fulfilled for a while. And some of them still didn't even believe that the promise was fulfilled to this day. But 
They didn't even know that the promise was fulfilled when it was fulfilled, some of them, but it was being fulfilled before their eyes. And I feel like there's even a word in that because I can think of examples in our lives when God promises us a certain thing or when God has said a certain thing where it's come into our life and we haven't even realized it. And then seeing that it's not wasted time, like in the sermon in the church that I go to, he talked about all the different things that happened in those 400 years that seemed like silence to the Israelites, to God's people, where God was working. He talked about how the gospel wouldn't have been able to be spread as wide and get to Rome and places like that. If the highways and things weren't developed during that time, if Greek wasn't shared among the different nations in that region, then the gospel, when it was translated to Greek, wouldn't have been as easily accessible. But certain things like that, that occurred during that time that seemed like God's silence is what made the promise be able to come to full and truly come to pass in all the nations in the way that he had promised. Because in the word, it talks about how the rock will come out of Jerusalem and how it will spread through the nations and things like that. The way that in the exact way that he had promised, God wasn't going to cut out on any of that promise. He was going to fulfill it all completely. But there needed to be some things, some foundations laid first before it could fully come through. So going on with the little script per se that we have here, if I could think of like three major things that waiting teaches us, and there's probably more because I kind of just like jotted down what came to mind as I thought about like what waiting can help us with and what waiting develops in us is one, waiting helps grow our character. Often we hear about the fruits of the spirit and one of them is patience. And the fruits of the spirit, if you did not know, are just what truly shows that the Holy Spirit is living within us and that we're no longer living by our sinful nature. We're no longer living by our flesh. Now the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. And one of those is patience. And what I've learned in my life, and I've talked about this also in the Bible study that I'm in, we talked about how often when growing in those fruits of the Spirit, or even when in general, when God's wanting to grow our character, He takes us through circumstances that will produce it. A lot of those aren't usually nice circumstances, especially when you think of patience. I know that in our Bible study, we used to make a joke about one of the girls in our group because she worked at a daycare. Okay, story time quickly. She'd come into Bible study. We were sharing like how our week's been, things that we've been facing, things like that. And she was talking about how the children at her daycare often drove her like crazy. Like they were really stretching her. And she was talking about how she had been praying for more patience. And one of the other girls in our Bible study was like, you prayed for more patience. You're going to grow in more patience through these children driving you a little bit more crazy. And you haven't had patience through that. Your patience will certainly grow through that. And for one, it's like a different perspective and seeing the way that God does answer prayers because it's like he answered that prayer. Yes, probably not in the way she may have thought, but he definitely answered it. She's praying for more patience. The kids are getting more difficult to deal with. Anyways, second point or second thing that I think that waiting helps us grow in and helps us with, it helps us to see where our heart is truly at towards the giver. And I think that is so true because if you think about it, when you're waiting on what God says, for one, it tests, do you really believe that what God says is the truth? Ultimately, that's what do you truly believe about God's character? Two, it helps you see that, okay, God's promised you this thing. God said this thing, right? But... Are you still seeking him while you have yet to see it? Or are you just like, oh, when it pops up, like, I'll thank God and we'll keep it moving. Like, how are you towards God when you haven't gotten what you want yet? Haven't gotten what you, what he's told you that you're going to get yet. And then the third point that I have on what waiting helps us grow in is it helps strengthen our faith. 
Honestly, truly, because especially when it comes to God promising you something that you cannot physically understand how you could do it, you're certain you couldn't do it on your own. And it sounds amazing. You know, or maybe you don't know how powerful God is. And in that time, it's like strengthening your faith because you're like, God said he's going to do this. And I don't know how. I can't even see it right now. Like I see so many more obstacles than I see a clear path to it. But God said he's going to do it. And I'm going to believe that he's going to do it. And so your faith is strengthened because faith is the evidence of the things not seen yet. Hebrews chapter 11. It's like this circumstance strengthens your faith because God said a word. And if you read his word, his word will come to pass. And I have plenty of verses on that. So are you going to believe him? Are you going to have faith? You had faith that Jesus rose from the dead. You had faith that you are, are saved through calling on the name of Jesus Christ and through believing in him and trusting in his word. Do you have the strength of faith to believe that his word still stands as strong as the word that he gave you. There's this statement and it goes, you won't be prepared to bear the weight if you don't wait. There's preparation in that time of waiting. God gave you the word. God gave you the word and his word does not return void. What he says shall come to pass, but there needs to be preparation. He wants you to have endurance. And it's like, if you got that thing too early, are you prepared for it? Like, he doesn't want you to just be something quick that you throw in the microwave. Like, does something taste half as good in the microwave as it does in an oven where it probably took a bit longer, maybe way longer in to cook? No. And just like that, God wants you to be prepared. He wants the inner workings of you to be strong enough to bear the weight of what he's promised you. Because oftentimes when it's something big, and I know some of us, it's literally something so simple, but it means so much to us. You're going to need to be prepared for it. And you're going to need to be able to bear the weight of it. So if you don't wait and get the time to get that preparation for it, then you wouldn't be prepared. You couldn't hold the weight. So you get the promise, but you can't hold it up. What's the point? So there's so much preparation in that. Even I briefly mentioned at the beginning when it comes to the story with the Israelites and when it comes to the story of Jesus coming, the way that the world had to be prepared so that the message of the gospel could be spread evenly throughout the world, the highway systems had to be built during that 400 years. Greek had to become a language that was well and widely spread during those 400 years. Like different conquerors had to come in and conquer the land and different things had to come in that prepared the way that prepared the foundation for the kingdom of God to come to earth and be spread beyond when Jesus died so that the gospel could be spread and the Messiah could truly save as was promised because God wasn't going to not fulfill every part of the promise that he put in there. In a lot of stories in the Bible, we see God's promise and we see him fulfill it. But sometimes we forget that there was years between then. Like it's cute when it's the next page. It's cute when it's like a few paragraphs down, like, And then Isaac was born and we're like, woo, see, God just told him that it was going to happen. And then like two pages later, like two chapters down, she had the son like, woo, beautiful. But there was a wait in between that time as well. And there's so many waits throughout the Bible. So I feel like we get so comfortable with seeing like, oh, it's just a, a page away. But no, let's go to the very beginning of the Bible. Genesis, when God created Adam, before he made Adam, he made Adam on the sixth day. But before that, God prepared the earth for Adam. God got the animals, the food, the plants, all of that, the sky, the sun, everything. And a note that I was reading, it was like, oh, like you could think, why didn't God just create Adam on the first day and then just have him watch while he creates everything else? No, he prepared a place 
for him. And if you even think about it, it's like, think about when Jesus was going up to heaven. He's like, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. Like God wants us to be in places that he's prepared for us. And often it's not so simple as just the next day because there is beauty and there's endurance in something that is taken a good time to be created that wasn't just thrown together. Like imagine you're building a house or something like that, or someone's making you food, like someone's making you cookies and they're like, oh, Tochi, like I'm about to make you some cookies. And I'm like, okay. And then like 10 minutes later, they come to me and they're like, ah, it's done. I'm like, you're going to be suspicious of that because you're like, what time, effort, preparation, intention went into that. But when you know that someone took time and took the effort and prepared the stuff, melted the butter, let the dough sit, all of that, you're like, ah, this is something that was intentional. This is something that's going to last. It's something that's not quickly thrown together. And it's something that has substance to it. It probably would taste a lot better than the 10-minute made cookie if anyone could even do that. So it's like there's so much beauty and intention and purpose in waiting. There's a plan with the preparation. God prepares us for the things that he's promised us. And God just doesn't plop us in situations. There's preparation. Another example of waiting in our somewhat everyday lives, depending on your age or just in general, is with having a baby. Like, when you have a baby, when you get pregnant, like you're given that promise that you have not seen yet that you will have a child, that you will like give birth and have a child, but you have not seen the child yet, especially when you just like take the pregnancy test and it's like positive, negative. You haven't even seen like ultrasound, nothing like you have not seen the child yet. And then after that, you're preparing, but you've yet to see it. There's intention with that. There's preparation through those nine months. Like those nine months are not in vain. They're not a waste. And think about it. Imagine if God made it so that like the next day, next week, you're just having a baby. Like, how are you able to prepare for the child? Set aside time, set aside the room, the food, all of that for a child. But through those nine months, that's time given to prepare. So waiting's not, let's not pin waiting as this horrible thing because there's intention to it. There's intention to it and it gives us preparation time. And then another example of the importance and the beauty in God making us wait is just like a GPS, right? He's not going to give you all the instructions at the beginning because it might overwhelm you or you might move too quickly. Like, think about it. If you put in the directions to go somewhere, somewhere far and somewhere that you want to be, because I feel like when it often comes to God making us wait, it's like something that we desire, something that he's placed in us to desire, something that sounds absolutely amazing. And you're like, God said it. So it's going to happen. You're just like, whoa, like it went to happen. Oh my gosh, how is it going to happen? Like, you're just so amazed. So let's say it's like somewhere big. I don't know. Some people for that, it's like a beach in Florida. Some people it's like Australia. Let's say you put in the directions to Florida, some a beach in Florida that you're just really excited to go to, right? And once you put in the directions, instead of the GPS thing being like, turn right here, and that's all it gives you until you turn right. Instead of doing that, the GPS just reels off the entire directions at the very beginning. It's just like, you're going to turn right here, turn left, go straight for 20 miles, turn right, go straight for another 50 miles. Like for one, you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be like, 60 miles and then 50 miles again compared to if you would have just started and you turn right you're like oh it's going pretty chill turn left turn right you're like oh like this is about to be 10 miles and then maybe it starts becoming more and more miles but you're like you're already out there you're already on your way you're already much closer to the promise than you were before and for two that's all that you can see ahead of you so you're like oh it's just 50 miles for now I'll just keep driving and then you get to the next point maybe it's 60 miles the next time but you're like ah like I just did 50 it's just 10 more like just keep driving 
rather than you getting all the instructions at once and it's just reeling it off like go here go here go there you're like whoa like i don't know if i can do all that and then for two you might move too quickly like think about it you get all these instructions you might think you saw the road that the gps said about when it first told you all the instructions and be like, oh, I just turned right here, right? Because like you heard about it before when really you weren't supposed to turn right until another two miles. And so for probably greater reasons than that even, God allows us to wait and only tells us bits and pieces of our way to make it to that promise because it would be way too overwhelming for us, for one. And for two, we might move way too quickly if we, for one, already knew what was on the other side. And two, just had too much information. We'd start feeling real confident, boisterous, like we got this, and start moving quickly at the wrong times. So it's like God gives us step by step. And you may be like, God, I don't even see how this is going to get me to that point. But it's like, nah, listen to the GPS. Listen to God. He knows way more than you. And again, goes back to our point of waiting helps us see, and God as well, even though he already knows our hearts, what our heart truly is towards the giver of the gift, what our heart truly is towards God. Because it's like, are you going to believe him when he says, turn left at this place where you thought it would be a right turn and doesn't seem like it's going to get you to that destination that he promised you? Are you going to trust yourself more? Or are you going to trust God more? There's so much beauty in that waiting. Like oftentimes you even look back at the waiting and it's like, the promise is sweet. The promise is sweet, but the waiting grew and helped you so much. I've talked about this on my Instagram story. So if you're not following me on there, at Angel underscore, I highly recommend. Once I like started being Christian, I lost what friends, and I say that with quotations, that I did have at that time. But it's not like I immediately gained Christian friends. Like it was just God and I out here growing as one to two years, at least. It was just God and I And I would pray about friends. Sometimes I'd feel lonely. Sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I'd be like, I'm just chilling. And sometimes I'd think of like, oh, it must be nicer. Especially when TikTok came around and everybody would be having their Christian friends and be posting up with them. I was like, all right. So these friends, these people exist. All right. Okay. And then I feel like that's when it's like, oh, like God, please. Literally, if you go on my SoundCloud, there's a whole song called I Want a Friendship. And I'm just singing about how I want a friendship. And at the end of the song, I'm like, but like, I know God's going to do it. It just might not be time yet, but I'm growing with God right now. Holy Spirit with me. Holy Spirit is my best friend. And that was made earlier this year. Yeah. It's like the sweetness of the character that was developed during that time. I'm content with God. So having friends is just like an add-on, but they definitely add to my life. And I'm so very thankful for them. Going to the GPS point one more time of just like, if you knew all the information too quickly, then you might like move too quickly, right? I put it in this point here to say, don't be like Saul. And I don't know if you've read this story in the Bible. This isn't the Saul from the New Testament. This is a different Saul, King Saul. And he had God's anointing on his life, but he knew that he was to be king. And Samuel told him not to move at a certain time. But Saul thought that everything was taking too long. Like He was supposed to wait a certain amount of days for Samuel to come back and them to do what needed to be done for him to truly be crowned as king. And Saul was like, no, this is taking too long. I saw the men were looking at him too. God promised you often. Sometimes it's things that other people are looking to like, like she said that she's doing this thing outside of school and that it's going to be something like she's so de- dedicated to it, but why isn't it moving? And people will have their comments and often the comments kind of make you antsy. They make you want to push, make you want to go to God and be like, yeah, God, like, why isn't this moving? When it's like, God, not nah, God already promised and it's going to move when he says it's going to move. You're being prepared right now. Saul's men were getting antsy and Saul was like, ah, oh, like, let's just go. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. And not too long after Samuel comes and he's like, Saul, what'd you do? 
And so I was just like, you were taking a while. Like, you were taking a long time. My man were getting antsy. They were all like, why isn't this happening yet? Why isn't this happening yet? So I just moved. Like, I already knew what was going to happen. He already said I was going to be king. Like, let me just move. Don't move too quickly. Don't try and make it happen on your own. Because when he told you about it, you knew you couldn't do it on your own. So why are you suddenly thinking that you can do it just because God promised it? Not. He promised it. He's going to help it come to pass. And oftentimes it is you making some actions and some moves towards it. But as he directs. Not when you want to, not when you think it's best, but when God says it's time, we move, right? God treasures obedience. Like he'll showcase you the promise, but you need to be obedient and not being sluggish in it either. Don't be out here being disobedient to God. Another point that I have here is that the Bible says, ask, seek, knock, not kick the door in. God promised you that it would happen on his timeline, not yours. You ain't even, you didn't even have it planned. Like you wanted it maybe. Because for some people, something you wanted, some people got placed that desire in you and now it's something you want. Some people, it's just like something that God said is going to happen. You're just like, okay, I know it's going to happen. And then before we end out this episode, I wanted to give you a verse to know because it applies to this very directly. And this verse is Luke chapter 1, verse 45. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And I encourage you to believe that the Lord will do what he said. Believe that God will do what he said. Stay in your word. Stay close to the giver of the gift so that you'll know when the right time is to move. If there is some movement that needs to be done by you in order for this to come to pass. And don't try and rush it. Don't let other people being antsy and being around you being like, why hasn't this popped off yet? Why are you still doing this? This needs to be done. This Nah, don't let other people try and pull you out of what God promised you. Keep doing what he's been told you to do. It doesn't switch up just because he added a promise. The promise is still there. He'll tell you when to move. Keep reading the word. Keep seeking him every morning. Be like, God, what what should I be focused on today? God, what needs to be done today? God, lead me through every aspect of this day. God, please guide me through every aspect of this day. And keep it like that every single day, even beyond when the promise is fulfilled. That's a daily thing because God will, God will respond and you guys will be growing in a great relationship. That's that episode. Thank you for listening. And always remember that you're loved, you're forgiven, and he has risen.